Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everyone, and good morning. Welcome to our live feed update for August 12th. I'm your host, Aaron Armstrong, and with me today is Matt. How you doing, Matt? I am good. I'm having so much fun with this season. I'm very excited to be here finally having a chance to uh, talk about it. It's uh, been a little bit of a slower week than I think I might have expected, but I'm, I think that means good things for next week. So overall feeling good. Mm. Uh, we are here to update you on everything that happened yesterday on the Big Brother 22 live feeds. It was day seven in the house and an interesting day once more. There's things are still shifting, still coming together. Uh, we had a roundtable last night and things were happening and changing during the roundtable. It was uh, it was a big mess, um, but we're going to talk about it all here today. Um, we started the day. With Danny and Franzel. And uh, as you guys might remember. Franzel, the previous night was freaking out a little bit. She's a little concerned um, that uh, Janelle was torturing her with, you know, torture instruments. Um, Mm -hmm. She had her on a rack. There's fire involved. Um, It was bad. It was bad stuff. And um, Franzel was freaking out about it. So in the morning, Danny had to go to Franzel and be like, look, you're beautiful. You're amazing. You're strong. You're capable. You can't be doing that. You can't be. You need to calm down. You can't be getting paranoid like that. You can't be freaking out like that. You're screwing yourself up. Yeah, this pairing has been super interesting so far this season because 
First of all, I, I found them to be an unlikely duo. Uh, didn't really know the extent of their friendship outside of the house, but obviously it exists. We saw the whole wedding thing or the engagement thing, uh, what have you. But yeah, these two, the way that they've been working together, I'm so curious out of anybody else in the house to see if they can make it last throughout you know, the coming weeks ahead. Because Danny is somebody I've been super impressed by. I know you have as well. You were rating her high last night. Nicole is kind of connected well and that's the one thing that i think has been keeping her in a good spot to this point you know she's got these connections that already exist but along the way she's kind of having this frantic franzel energy that is kind of really bringing her down in the house and really bringing people's opinions down about her that are not as connected with her so yeah danny's really got to do a lot to rope her in and just keep her uh on track right now which is crazy because nicole's the winner <laughs> and danny not that you know that means a, a huge difference but uh yeah yeah, you know, Danny, when she showed up on Big Brother for the like Nicole and Victor like engagement thing, um, was very much like, uh, like, I don't even, I barely even know Nicole. Like, I don't know why I was there. Um, and like maybe that's when they like really started to like get closer, but also maybe she was like already covering. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Future seasons. I don't know. I I really, I really have uh, absolutely like, like I've never seen the two of them together in the past before. So like I said, it really was a blind side to see that they were so close, like day one, day two. Mm. Um, Danny also is going to talk with Cody. They talk about Ian being dangerous in the game um, and uh, how they are kind of glad that Franzel is so attached to Ian and that they are going to be pushing that connection. It helps uh, Cody in the sense that it doesn't pair Cody with Franzel as much and kind of hides their relationship a little more. Um, it also helps because if Franzel goes on the block next to Ian, then that's a great opportunity to take Ian out. He's a dangerous player and uh, Ian being gone would be great for them. Ian being gone would be bad for us. So I would hate to see that. But yeah, I've been, uh, Ian's another one that I've been super interested about how things have played out so far. Uh, I think people were talking about him as an option for Cody being, uh, you know, a replacement nominee if that was, uh, potentially going to come up. And I don't know. It was, it was hard to tell. And it, again, he, and he's another, another one who's been super in- interesting to track because People like him. People are really into him, but people know his threat level. And that's kind of putting the guard up for a lot of people to as much as they might want to keep him around because they like him so much. They're like, we can't do this forever. Mm, yeah, it's um, and and there's not like, uh, you know, again, like it's hard, like the, nobody's bringing him in, like nobody feels like uh, they've yeah. got like a solid connection to Ian, unfortunately. Um, Cody also I talks do. I about have, I have a solid connection to Ian. There I you do. go. We there all you do. go. Uh, Cody also talks about potential nominations next week, and he is thinking that uh, maybe like David and Nicole A. Again, this is, you know reiterating uh what he was talking about last night danny was kind of like uh are, are you really like are we really doing that um is that really <laughs> what we're gonna do uh and cody's like yeah honestly i mean I, th- I feel like that's uh it's a good it's a good bet because uh i feel like i could smooth things over with david i feel like like we could smooth things over with david um and nicole is like a good you know pawn slash target like uh they're good nominations 
they are. I was. Uh, I think that's what we talked about on the uh, Nicole and David previews. <laughs> that those two, uh, bless you, could be uh, <laughs> could be people that are easily uh, brought into your side early on in the season. I'm still worried about Nicole going forward. Nicole Anthony, as uh, you guys talked about a lot last night, about just uh, you know her game has really not been the cleanest. Um, not that it needs to be, because there's a lot of other people in the house with big targets and also not so clean games. But um, yeah, I think that David and Nicole. David, especially, I would say, going forward, is going to be a really key piece. And I also I was tweeting about this last night, as I think this was happening mostly while you guys maybe were on uh, this David and Kaser connection that I'm sure we're going to get to that maybe in the works, maybe forming. Like if if David's slipping away to the other side again, we'll get to it. But uh, that's uh, that's that's pretty crucial for uh, you know when it comes down to it, you're going to need those votes, those numbers. Yeah, D- David has been um, he's been coming out of his shell a little bit more. Um, you know, uh, I think especially like David tends to like brighten up a bit, um, when he's with like Nicole Anthony, even, even like Kevin, uh, Kaser, um, or when he's playing Jenga, uh, like, um, you know, uh, he, he gets a little bit less serious. Um, he opens up a little more. It seems like he just doesn't really get along with, uh, with like, the Tylers and Cody's and uh and other people um which is weird because he is working with Tyler um less so with Cody but at least a little bit but it seems like his people are, are really are like the uh the offbeats uh more so than the bros um and uh and he is he is making this connection with Kaser but uh I, I'm not sure how strategic a connection it is yeah, I'm not sure either, but at the end of the day, as much as the Cody's and Tyler's are, are pulling David in saying, we want to work with you, like we got you, dude, all the way to the end. It's you and us, like we're all together in this. They really don't put much effort in to maintain that relationship. They're not getting to know David. They're not having these close conversations that Davon's having with David, that Kaser even briefly is having with David. And then after they talked in the pantry last night, they were out by the hammock for a good hour, just chit-chatting away. So obviously they were drawn to each other's like energy for the rest of the night. And there was some Something there that you know was was keeping them close, and I don't know. I, I mean, there, there's talks about potential like Tyler Janelle connection, which may or may not be anything at all. But if David is close to Tyler, if that's anything, you know, I'm just uh, spitballing here. But I do see a world where even as soon as next week, uh, depending on where power goes, that David could easily bounce over to the other side and never look back. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's possible. I think that David has been most loyal to Tyler to this point, um, especially because he confided in Tyler about his relationship with Devon and he has not confided to Devon his relationship to Tyler, as far as I'm aware. Um, and so that tells me that he is, he, he at least was most loyal to Tyler like yesterday, uh, or the day before. Um, but, but like I said, it doesn't feel like there's a lot there. I think Tyler is also just kind of like, I, I'm, I can't get through to this guy. Uh, yeah. I keep trying to like hype him up and he's just giving me nothing. Um, and so I think Tyler is definitely gravitating more toward Christmas, who is uh, giving him much more uh, in response to, uh, you know, what he's what he's dishing out. Um, but we also had Janelle talking to Nicole Anthony. Uh, Janelle. She's pitching hard. She's trying to keep Keisha. And 
she has some pretty good points actually like she's it's uh it's not a bad campaign in terms of like raw factual information um but it's definitely aimed at the wrong person uh not that there's really a right person in the house at this point unfortunately for Keisha and Janelle but Nicole Anthony it's just like doesn't like Janelle <laughs> like there's some there's just and which is like she gets along with Janelle but like she just doesn't trust Janelle um and I still don't really understand why so Janelle and Kaser they got safety and then Cody put up Keisha and Kevin Janelle bonded with Keisha didn't bond with Kevin, she felt like she could pull Keisha in, perhaps with Keisha have Memphis. And so they are kind of like on the Keisha side of things. And Kevin kind of knows that. So Kevin kind of felt like, okay, Janelle and Kaser are against me. If they're against me, then like they're the bad people. Like they're the they're the enemies. Um and Nicole Anthony likes Kevin is on on Kevin's side. Um and so I feel like this like Janelle and Kaser are bad thing uh kind of extends to Nicole Anthony that sees Janelle and Kaser working for Keisha and I think that Nicole Anthony is so used to being on the bottom that she just kind of assumes that if I want Kevin to stay then that's the minority opinion. <laughs> And if Janelle and Kaser want Keisha to stay, then they're in the majority alliance. They're working against me. Um, and so she just doesn't trust anything that, that Janelle's telling her. Um, and Janelle's trying to make this pitch. She says, look, look at past performance. Keisha, she worked with women. Keisha will work with the women. She'll target the guys. Kevin was a floater. He's He's shady. He's he's that's dangerous to have in this game. The house is going to split soon and the floaters are the dangerous ones. They're the ones that are going to slide by. And she's talking to Nicole Anthony, a floater. Um, But uh, but she's saying, you know, and Kevin sketchy, like in his season, he came up with a lie. He just made up a lie and he got Jeff Schroeder out with it. Like he's dangerous in this game. Yeah, there's a lot Deadly. to unpack here. <laughs> there's a lot to unpack here. I'm I think that Nicole Anthony has been playing so far from a very defensive standpoint because of everything that she's been experiencing with Nicole Franzel. I feel like that really shook her. Uh, that co- that one conversation she hasn't let it go, where Nicole Franzel said to her that thing about Eric, and you know, uh, ever since then, I feel like she's not, not like playing defensively, but just like she feels so defensive about everything. So I feel like that's where this energy comes from when she's talking to Janelle, who wants to get Kevin out, and now I don't know, she just has this energy about her uh nicole anthony does about how like why is everybody coming for my friends like kevin's my friend why is janelle trying to get rid of him uh eric's my friend why is nicole being mean about him and she's just uh we we were seeing a lot of her talking about like people need to be nicer to my family and friends and stop coming for all of them uh not that that has a huge factor in the game itself but i mean that's just i feel like something that's been on her mind lately i don't take the janelle and nicole relationship as anything of 
Nicole not liking Janelle or Nicole not wanting to work with Janelle. I think we, we've been picking up on a lot of people in the house so far that have not great connect, uh, not great reads. Uh, obviously, Davon is like one of the top contenders. Janelle has kind of been up there as well. There's been a lot of people who are really just kind of floundering all over the place and determining exactly how everybody else in the house feels. I imagine after this vote is over with and we see where lines are kind of drawn, where like who decided they want to keep Kevin, who was on this side, that side, whatever it is. I imagine things will start to clear up for some of these people because they're not all like these people aren't bad big brother players. It's just maybe this is just what the first week is like. And we're not we're not used to seeing it about people being all over the place. Maybe Tyler, maybe Dr. Will, maybe Dan have, have been like this in their first weeks of these that we haven't seen before. Um, hard to say, but I just don't think um, I, or I should I definitely do think that Nicole likes Janelle a lot and is more than willing to work with her going forward. It's just Janelle's obviously pushing one way. And of course we know that Nicole has been closer to Kevin and she's not going to budge on that at all. So uh, she picked the wrong target uh, Janelle to try to start swaying uh, over to the Keisha side. It's not going to work, but I don't think this is some kind of like bridge that can't be, you know, uh, gone back over at some point. Yeah, it's it's um it's it's weird because like it's again like they're they're looking at it like there's a difference between Kevin and Keisha. Mm-hmm. There's really not. There's really not that much of a difference. Like they're both on the outs. Um, but I feel like people are so used to having one person being the bad person and the other person being the good person. There needs to be some kind of dichotomy that that they're just falling into that that path and Cody was smart this week um in that he didn't draw a line like that um he didn't set himself up for failure it, i thought he was at at first um but really he he didn't uh if Keisha went fine if Kevin went fine it doesn't matter either way to him because neither of them are important to him he's not banking on picking up kevin after this week he's just trying to make sure that kevin might not target him after this week and so it's actually like totally throwing people for a loop that he did not set himself up that way and they they don't know how to like reconcile it and uh and it's causing a lot of chaos within this group which is super valuable for Cody and his crew because it it just it further prevents the other side from from ganging up together and that means that the, when they need when they feel like they need safety when they feel like they need people they have to just come to him come to his side and that's what we're seeing um with a lot of these people and it, they are really set up well heading into next week that they have a lot of potential people to win that HOH to really solidify their power structure and it's really not looking good for these uh these underdogs yeah, I don't know. I I do. I, I'm not as like worried for that. Uh, the Janelle side as maybe a lot of other people are and maybe just by the way that the house looks. I think that there are so many people in the middle ish and maybe leaning on uh, not it, not in Cody's favor. I mean, I know we're also going to talk about how things played out with Cody's alliance throughout the day and that conversation that her, uh, him and Tyler had where it was like, do the people that were trying to work together, like do the people that were trying to work with even like each other uh, kind of thing. Uh, and I know that they have been, you know, kind of solidifying themselves here and there, but 
Um, I don't know. It just it does feel like Thursday night it's going to be a whole new game. And I agree that there's not a huge difference between uh, Kevin and Keisha. It's more so just about who's closer to who. Obviously, Kevin's closer with people like Nicole and Devon and uh, Ian and whoever else. And then Keisha is really like only closer with Janelle, I guess, in case her uh, at this point. But um, like I said, I just feel like I, I could easily see anybody that, that sits in that middle area. Um, well, I know that Davon and Bailey are really not trying to go for the HOH, but a David win, uh, an Ian win, a anybody that's not literally just those five people, five out of 15 people in the house, I think could be a good thing for the, for the people that most people are rooting for. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, like in last night, you know, I was I was like reading about the Tyler conversations. We'll talk about it. But like, uh, I, I do feel like, I feel like they're pretty locked in for now, um, but we'll see. Um, all right. We have Janelle and Nicole A. Nicole A was pushing back for, with the Keisha arguments, but she kind of just like folds to Janelle in the moment. Like, okay, so if we do this, who do you think we have? Uh, Janelle says, I think we can get Ian. I think we can get uh, Enzo. I think we have Memphis. And like, she's just like naming off people like Nicole. A should be working with Ian. Nicole. A uh, like, uh, like thinks she has Enzo. Nicole. A will now think that Memphis is like a lost cause. Um, and so will Kevin. And uh, it's, it's interesting. Nicole is going to talk to Memphis and he's going to be like, no, no, it's I, again, he, she's already talked to him. She, he's been like, I don't care. Um, but she's probably not trusting that she's telling Janelle, like, I like, okay, like I, 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 maybe I'm with you here, but I'm just worried that like you're playing me. Uh, and Janelle's like, who do you think I am? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm not Dr. Will. I'm Janelle. And but, but Nicole's I like the way that Nicole's coming at it, though. It's really from um, like, first of all, you can tell she's intimidated. Uh, she had a whole day with Janelle yesterday and she's fully embracing the role. Uh, Nicole Anthony is of uh, little sister. She's really going in on the oh, my God, Janelle, I'm so happy to be here with you. This is so cool. Oh, my gosh, you're doing your makeup, my, my, my makeup. Wow. Oh, my gosh, this is so cool. And but like earlier in the day, even with that game talk, it still felt similar to that energy that she had where it was just like, Oh my God. Wow. I can't believe I'm playing with you. Oh my God. Wow. This is so cool. Uh, so she doesn't want to exactly shut her down and be like, no, I'm not going to keep Keisha. She's kind of like, you know, just letting it linger a little bit. Like, okay, let me know if you have the votes. I'll, I'll see, you know, I'm, I was leaning towards Kevin, but you're convincing me. I, it feels like she's just doing a lot of work to win Janelle over and make Janelle like her by, by just kind of pleasing her for now, even though she knows that ultimately the vote's not going to go in this direction. Which does work. Janelle is convinced that she did win Nicole over and that Nicole is now a vote to keep Keisha, uh, which is definitely not true. Um, uh, Nicole is going to immediately go around and talk to Cody and a few other people about like, it's Kevin. We're still still keeping Kevin. Um, and Janelle goes to Kaser like, we got Nicole. She's on board. Uh, you know, you, me, Nicole. Memphis, that's four. Uh, we got to get Ian. We got to get Enzo at six. We just need like one more. Um, oh man. Uh, she's like, uh, Keisha's, oh, Keisha's so bad at campaigning though. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's really, she's like offering people food. <laughs> that's her campaign. Well, uh, was, uh, is it true? Uh, Keisha didn't get nominated until the end of BB 10, right? Is that what they were saying? Or I don't remember the exact, uh, 
I feel like she said she wasn't on the block for a while. She didn't definitely, at least this early, didn't have to uh, play too hard like this. So yeah, it's a, a whole different world for her, especially now being 12 years later or whatever the number is. Uh, it's, it's been a while. I don't know that she was exactly prepared to be uh, thrown in like this, even though I know uh, her intro package, she was like, I'm, I'm going for it this year. I'm playing hard, like everything that you're uh, supposed to say. But yeah, uh, hard, hard for Janelle to really make anything happen here when uh, Keisha isn't really doing the most to kind of assist her. It does, obviously, to us, we can tell this is uh, more than a lost cause at this point, unless something major happens in the next 48 hours, but it really doesn't feel like that. And again, I have to think that once this vote is over, Janelle will have a better grasp on what, what's going on once she really sees that nobody wanted to keep Keisha and nobody wants to. Yeah, and it's like uh, after Janelle says this, uh, Keisha does like have a conversation with Cody um and she's literally like i don't know what else to offer you but like you know you can shower in the hoh room if i win like hot showers uh, like yeah that's there's Janelle's no hot showers spot. anywhere they're all complaining about that for the past uh past week with the flush a toilet and uh stand on this and stand on that and don't go at this time of day and and uh cody i love cody's rationale about like no they're just figuring it out they've had all this time and they're so busy with everything else and they just can't get the hot water down Whatever you got, take yourself. Um, so uh, Janelle also is going to talk with Danny. They're both uh, basically campaigning opposite of each other in the conversation. Janelle's campaigning for Keisha to stay. Danny is camp- campaigning for Kevin to stay. Um, but they do still talk about how they're working together and uh, and all of that. Um, Danny lets Janelle know that she has been thinking about like David and Nicole Anthony as potential, uh, you know, targets slash nominations for next week. Yeah, uh, that meme where uh, that used to be more popular, where it was like nobody and then, you know, a blank space. And then it was like the person and it would be in this case, Danny, uh, Nicole Anthony. What do you think about Nicole Anthony? Nicole Anthony, Nicole Anthony, you think, uh, should we go after Nicole? I don't know where Nicole said is at. Uh, it's just very, uh, that's, that's what Danny's been doing. And I've been impressed with Danny's gameplay so far to this point. Um, I've been, uh, rating her highly myself. I, I really think that she is in one of the better spots in the house and not just by chance or by connections because she's kind of put herself in that spot. I think she's been doing well by gaining a lot of information from a lot of different people. And as much as I hate it, because I like Nicole Anthony, uh, she has been doing a good job at like subtly pushing out that name and just kind of keeping it on her, you know, keeping it at that level where she's not overdoing it. I mean, I feel like she's overdoing it because I'm watching every conversation she's in, but she's having talks with like all 15 other people or 14 other people saying like, yeah, I don't really know where Nicole's at. Just trying to make it seem like she's somebody, you know, a little sketchy to, to, whatever. Um, so I don't know that it's going to get anywhere because of this connection that Nicole has been making with Janelle. But if Danny's side wins, I think Nicole is easily one of the top choices to go up. If not, uh, Kaser and Janelle. Mm, yep. Um, so Franzel is going to talk with Christmas. Uh, she's going to do her Franzel thing, which is, um, I think a girl's alliance is going to happen. Do you think we'll be included? Um, and uh, like, uh, if if you hear anything, let me know. Uh, I need to be in the girls' alliance. 
Um, they're both also, they're concerned about Janelle. Uh, they're both concerned about Janelle. Um, Janelle is, uh, she's having a rough, a rough go of it here. Um, she's connected to Bailey, but Bailey's not exactly doing a lot of work for her. Um, and then she's got, you know, Kaser, who's Kaser. And, uh, and then she's got Nicole Anthony, who is throwing her under the bus and causing more problems for her, as we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's uh, it's it's going to be kind of all over the place. I think there are a couple of ways out next week for Janelle if they end up uh, not like her, her side or whatever you would consider her side winning. But yeah, no, there's definitely cause for concern um, from from a decent amount of people that are not trusting her. If anything, though, people like Danny and Davon and Bailey could be the reason that Janelle ends up not being in trouble uh, next week. They could easily, you know, if. Danny is uh, getting into, say, Memphis wins the next HOH and gets into, or I don't know if Memphis is the best example, uh, or who, so anybody from that side wins Christmas, uh, and Danny is able to get into their ear and say, you know, we should probably go for Nicole first. She's a floater. We know where Janelle's head is at, then maybe they could uh, survive another week. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Danny has another conversation with Tyler that feels like she's pulling teeth. Um, Tyler is like about to leave the room and she's like, Hey, like, how do you feel? How do you feel about the, the Memphis talk to you? How do you feel about the Memphis thing? Uh, and he, he like comes back into the photo room with her uh, and he's like, uh, like, I mean, I'm not going to say no. Like it's fine for now. I I don't know about it. Um, and so they they kind of talk a little bit about that, and then he kind of starts to leave again. And she's like, "What? But how, how do you feel, how do you feel about the vote? What about the vote?" He's like, "I don't know. Like I I got Kevin. Maybe I don't really care though. Like uh, has anyone talked to you? Like no, no one talks to me. No one talks to me. No one talks about anything in this house. Yeah, yeah. No one talks about anything in this house. Yeah. All right. Well." Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go now. Then now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic. When I can, I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. So let's get back to the show. These conversations. Yeah, this this week has been a little uh, rough with those specific kind of conversations of just now. I don't know. Do you know? No, I don't know. No one's playing the game. Can you believe it? This season, all stars. Nobody's playing. Nobody's playing. It's so crazy. Uh, do you believe it? Like, shut up. <laughs> just, uh, just say name. Uh, but I don't know. We're in the again. We're in the final forty eight hours before the vote. Like people have to start locking things in. So hopefully we get a little bit less of that cagey kind of nature uh, as people really start to you know make sure they know where all the all the votes are going. 
it's well, it's super uncharacteristic for me, uh, for Tyler, um, to that he like he's such a social player for him to be so shut down, um, with Danny, who's such a dangerous player, uh, is is weird to me. Well, we're gonna get a little bit of clarification on it a little bit later. I, he doesn't trust Danny. Um, I was watching this conversation. I was thinking that he he must have seen Danny's tweets about him um before going on the season i mean like uh you know we have experience of people sending tyler screenshots of tweets and uh things um from people that we know um and uh it would not surprise me at all if people sent him tweets from danny absolutely um from the season and you know i i don't think it's like a hundred percent or anything but like and some people are saying like, oh, well, maybe he just doesn't trust her from what he's seen in the game. But like he's been like this with Danny from the start, uh, from the very start. Like she's been trying with him a lot and getting nothing now. Like luckily for him, uh, he is like so he has such a presence about him that she, despite the fact that she's been shut down by him multiple times, still feels like he's so nice. I like him a lot. I want to work with him. Um but uh, it, it's, it did seem like there was something off from the start. So the, the tweets about like he, she just like did not like his game. She, you know, she kind of like, I think she kind of like called him names um, and kind of like uh, and you can see in the house like she'd be like, oh, yeah. And when things didn't go his way, like he was he like raised a fuss like he raised a, he, he made a fit about it. Uh, like he really can't handle it when things don't go his way. Like um, that's what she says in the game. Uh, I think that's pretty representative of the kind of tweets that she made about him. Um, so he probably came in thinking like this person doesn't like me and she'll probably pretend to like me and so i need to be very careful around her um and she yeah and have she they, also have said they some things about angela no i don't think they have okay i know that obviously the uh nicole a stuff got addressed but the with the whole podcast ghosting and all that stuff but i guess uh it probably would have been a whole lot less awkward if they had squashed this on day like whatever if tyler had just gone right in there and said to danny hey people were sending me screenshots of like tweets of you not liking me like hope that we're good and danny would have said oh no i'm so sorry we're, we're good uh, just you know watching as a fan like you know everybody has their opinions but i think you're really cool i like you i want to work with you and this could have all been behind us back uh back on day two but now that it's like day seven it's like you're gonna bring this up now or like going forward uh so by the way i know this tension's been in the air like do you not like me like now it's just kind of awkward. Yeah. Uh, Rob in the chat says, Danny just needs to tell Tyler she hates Bert. It's what? That's <laughs> Tyler called Brent Bert. Oh, duh, duh, duh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, so, uh, yes. and look, uh, like this is, this is not, uh, this is like uh, one of, one of my uh, crazy theories here in terms of like why we're seeing this behavior. Um, the tweets, it might have nothing to do with it. Maybe he just didn't get a good vibe from her from the very start, but I have to imagine he knew about them and I have to imagine it was at least, at least some part of this. I doubt it's just the tweets at this point. Um, and I think that he is trying to warm up to it a little bit. Um, he is going to hang out with Danny a little bit later in the day in a more group setting and uh, they get along fine there. Um, but, uh, but there's always just been something here uh, that has been getting in the way of their relationship. Um, so Nicole 
Anthony is going to talk with David. Uh, they both agree they want to keep Kevin. Uh, Kevin is going to join them in the have not room. Um, I mentioned this on the roundtable last night. They're just kind of like joking around. Um, and like David is like animated and, and, and laughing and, and telling jokes and, uh, like it's, it's good and it's fun. And Kevin kind of goes like, man, guys, I like, I just, I love you guys. Like, I just want to say right here, I just want to like take this moment. Like, I really want to work with you guys. I really hope that, you know, you keep me and like, we're, we're all good. Um, and Nicole Anthony's like, oh yeah. Um, and David just shuts down, just shuts down completely. And he's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm on, I'm on board with that. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, and you know, I'm just thinking about like, uh, the have nots like who's going to come in the have not room next and like what kind of bond are they going to have is what i'm thinking i mean the thing about the have not room is that you know you really you really tend to bond with the people in the have not room when you're there together so um you know it's i yeah i i agree i agree we should yeah for sure I'm 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 convinced there's more to David than we know. I mean, there has to be. We've only seen him for so long in the game, like in last season's feed and this season's feeds. There's got to be more. I mean, everybody's like, oh, he's so boring. He's not doing anything like this guy got cast in the first place on the on his first season. They saw something in him. There's got to be more here. And they brought him back. And I know that they brought him back to give him the second chance redemption thing. But like, there's got to be something else here that we're just not seeing. This has to be right. Like, call me crazy. Maybe I am. But like, maybe he, I, I just feel like like we have seen, like you said, those moments where he kind of opens up a little bit and becomes more funny and loose. And when he's playing Jenga and he's like all over the place and like a big loud like electric personality for that brief few minutes and then he reels it back in and he like kind of shuts it all down and puts it all back inside the box that it came out of and you know he kind of calms it back down as he remembers the game that he's specifically trying to play and you know a lot a lot of people talk about about how you can try to go into the house as somebody that you're not and try to play a game you know a specific way which seems like maybe that's what he's trying to do but your personality who you really are will start to show and if he really is not this quiet reserved person who's just like not letting anything out eventually that will start to strip away yeah and like i i think the main problem with it is that it just it doesn't make people feel comfortable like when he's talking about his own personal life or uh opinions like he can get Animated, especially like if he's joking around like that is peak David. If he's talking about like his, you know, his mushrooms in his shake or whatever uh, or a Red Bull like that's that's like uh, like, OK, that's OK, David. He's talking about game is he gives nothing. Nobody feels comfortable with David talking game because he, he just doesn't give any level of enthusiasm about it. And that's why they like, they all think, well, he shuts down when we talk game. So he must be working with somebody else. But uh, right. he must be enthusiastic with somebody else and not me. Um, yeah. And uh, no, it's, he's that way with everyone. Yeah. So it's, it's really not working in the same way where, uh, if, if anybody else, even if like a Tyler or Cody, who are well, not Cody, but it's like a Tyler was trying to play that similar kind of method of just keeping it close, keeping it like all into himself and, and not showing his cards too much, not revealing too much. People at least know Tyler's game from before. They know a lot about who he is because spent 99 days with the guy. David is, you know, still 
so still a bit of an unknown. He, you know, it doesn't seem like he was doing a whole lot of pre-gaming or anything like that, building connections with people before they got inside. I mean, who knows if he even knew he was going inside for sure uh, until maybe one of the last couple of days. But yeah, so they're still, you know, working out exactly what uh, what the deal is there. But there are people that are trying to make that connection. Again, the people like Davon and Kaser who may put in more work and end up winning him over. So it doesn't matter if you can talk game with him or not. If he likes you and he wants to be a number on your side, that's all some of these people might need. Mm. Uh, Nicole Anthony is also going to talk with Kevin alone and she gives him the heads up she warns him uh, hey Chanel is campaigning against you you have to watch out for her she is telling people about your lie the last minute lie uh, and she's making you out to be uh, like this floater this like dangerous backstabber in the game uh, and Kevin's like what what that's yeah. not fair that was barely it's that was natalie that was natalie not me i'm not <laughs> a liar i'm good yeah as, as, like, as, as much as uh, nicole does like janelle she is loyal to kevin uh first and foremost so this information is uh obviously going to bounce back towards him and yeah, it'll be interesting, you know, to see what Kevin does going forward if he does end up targeting Janelle after hearing all of this or, you know, he realizes there's another side of the house that's really not going to ever work with him. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, so uh, Kevin is then going to start uh, running around telling people. People are trying to make me out to be a backstabber. Like, uh, this, is, this is bad news for Janelle. She is going around. She's telling multiple people about it. And now he's like found out about it. And um, this is this is the sort of thing where it's like. You'd think like, OK, maybe once Keisha's gone, these underdogs will be able to like get get back together. Like, oh, OK, we were against each other, but now we know we have to work together. This is the sort of thing that like puts a, a permanent sort of road a speed bump in their relationship where they're always going to have to contend with the fact that like she brought this out. And he's probably been worried about this coming out and being part of his reputation. And so the fact that Janelle is out there and she's like. This is the thing too. Like Janelle's not just saying like, um, like Keisha's better for our game than Kevin. I want Keisha. She's saying Kevin is the kind of player that you don't ever want to work with. He's a liar. He's a floater. He's dangerous. I would never want to work with him. So like, she's just burning that bridge so hard. Like how can Kevin ever feel like, Okay, it's week two. I'm not on the block against Keisha anymore, but I know Janelle never will want to work with me long term because she said that I'm not the kind of player she'll ever want to work with long term. Yeah. And as much as I agree with everything you're saying, and I agree that this uh, is not looking well for Janelle at this point, the amount of times that I've heard Kevin say, Janelle is my idol. Janelle is one of my favorite players of all time. There's still hope. Uh, for these two there's still I think a possibility that if next week Kevin's still around and Keisha's gone that Janelle can come to him and say uh, it, like like if she admits that yes I was you know wanting to get you out because I know that you're a dangerous player and I respect that but um, if we can you know put that aside I'd be willing to work with you like let's team up together it, like, it really was nothing against you I was just using that because I was closer to Keisha um, so I mean it's not going to be an easy reconnection but like I said because of that fact that uh, he is such a fan of hers, I think, uh, could open the door to potentially fixing it in the future. Not uh, not for sure, though. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have to own up to it. Yeah. So Franzel and Ian are going to uh, connect um, again and just kind of check in. Um, they uh, they sort of uh, continue to talk about how they're working together. Um, they talk about potentially like keeping each other safe in the safety competition, which uh, is sort of like what Caser uh, and Janelle did. Um, and they agree that they both want to keep Kevin um, Franzel is continuing to, I mean, again, say what you will about Franzel, especially her social game, but she is good at checking up and maintaining her relationships, doing the maintenance um, that a lot of people just kind of let slide. Um, And uh, some other people have tried to work on Ian here and there, but Franzel is the one that is consistently putting in work with him. And uh, and I think that is going to be pretty valuable for her moving forward. Yeah, you can tell he he has that trust and, you know, there there's that winner connection between the two of them obviously. It's uh it's it's an obvious duo at this point. You know, they expected I'm sure to be in this house with a couple other winners. That didn't end up being the case, so it really kind of brought them together. And uh Ian, we talked about Ian, you know, earlier on about how people like him, but not everybody is like willing to uh, is probably is probably willing to put their neck on the line for him. But that's exactly what Nicole did at the beginning of this week with Cody. She went to Cody and they were talking about possible nominations. And she said, I have Ian. Don't worry about Ian. Like, I'll make sure he's good with us. He's not going to go against us. So uh, the, t- the two of them looking out for each other is uh, good for both of them. It reminds me a lot of uh, of Britney's relationship. And they're mentioning this in the house, too. Like, oh, Franz is his new Britney. Um, and and it, it is reminding me a lot of that where, like, nobody else really bothered with Ian uh, even even Boogie himself uh, and he was his coach uh, in the first in the early bits of season 14 um, but Brittany did uh, and Dan did um, and so uh, you know when then once Brittany was gone Dan was the only one uh, left that that uh, that gave him the time of day and uh, and we saw the the level of uh, loyalty there um, and so I like I think this is going to be valuable for Franzel that said, like I said, I think that uh, Ian is not as I don't think he's going to be as blindly loyal as he was in 14. Um, I don't think he likes I mean, Ian, Ian will tell you I wasn't blindly loyal to uh, to Dan. I was snowed by him, but I I I knew that he was going to be disliked by the jury, um, which, you know, uh, is an entire other conversation. But I think that Ian will try to actively avoid being seen as blindly loyal this season. Um, and so I don't think it's going to be like locked in for Franzel, but, uh, but I do think that uh, like, look who, who else does Ian have at this point? And that's, uh, that's where the value comes in. Yeah. It's definitely good to start the game off with her at the very least right now, but we know that he has this building thing with uh, Nicole Anthony, with Kevin, it could get a little trickier down the road with, uh, you know, if those two are closer than he is or closer with each other than they are with him, especially if they start to, you know, separate themselves with them being the third placers and him being the uh, the winner of the group. You know, he could cling on to Nicole for that extra life support if Nicole's still around in a couple of weeks. But yeah, I, I, I don't think it necessarily has to be long term by any means. It's not like uh, Tyler and Casey forming on day one. And, you know, we know that the these two easily could stay loyal till the end. Like there's uh, a lot of room here for things to go wrong. And especially when uh, one of the people is Nicole Franzel. So we'll uh, we'll see. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, and here's the thing, too. Like, I, I think that uh, I do think with Ian, um, he is at odds with Janelle and Casey right now. He wants to keep Kevin. They want to keep Keisha. But 
Uh, unlike Nicole Anthony, I don't think he'll look at Janelle and, and Kaser as like as enemies because they're voting differently. I think that if he votes differently than Janelle and Kaser or if they're just at odds right now, uh, I think week two can come around and he can easily be like, OK, so we 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 had a difference of opinion last week, but that doesn't matter to me at all this week. Uh, whereas mm-hmm. Nicole Anthony is like uh, they, they they must be running things with other people because they're not with me. Um, so uh, I think uh, that that could work out for him if Janelle and Kaser uh, aren't, you know, on the block or anything like that, uh, or if he's yeah. not on the block. Um, so <laughs> Kevin and Bailey are going to talk. Um, he lets her know about the um, he says somebody's going around telling people that I'm a liar and uh, it's not true. Uh, don't don't believe it. Um, and he lets Bailey know, like, I look, I am all in with you, Devon, uh, Franzel. Nicole Anthony and Danny like those are my people um, and he's been trying to work on Tyler too he talks about that a little bit later uh, he feels like he can get in with Tyler uh, he needs like a, like a physical player on his side um, but uh, but yeah unfortunately Kevin I mean Kevin's not doing that bad uh, if you like if you look at the situation he's in like he gets no information because he's on the block um, but with no information he's actually not too terrible here um, you know Nicole Anthony is a good ally for him at least uh, Franzel is that's a bad choice uh, Danny is a bad choice Day and Bay they're okay choices. Tyler's an okay choice. Like those three are choices where like they are in the power and uh, having a good relationship with them will be valuable to him, even though he shouldn't trust them all the way. Um, it's, it's Danny and Franzel. I think that Kevin has to really worry about cause they are not trustworthy. Uh, and I don't think yeah. they would care about uh, keeping Kevin around. Yeah. I mean, his best move right now is to go around and, you know, tell everybody that you trust everybody. I I trust this person. I trust that person. I mean, obviously not uh, everybody, you know, don't go to, uh, to, to Janelle and say, I trust Cody and Tyler a hundred percent or anything like that. But uh, there's a lot of people, like if he's able to kind of pick up on specific people that are working with other specific people, if you can go to Bailey and say, I trust you, I trust Avon, I trust all the people that I know, you know, I know that you're working with, at least that's a start to just kind of make everybody feel more comfortable because like you said, he's not getting a whole lot of information and this is, uh, you know, he is a much better player than I think this week is, is showing. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that he's doing anything bad by any means, but like if you saw him play in Big Brother 11, you know what he's capable of. And you know that if and when he gets out of this week, as Janelle is making very clear, he is going to be very dangerous. So mm-hmm. she's right about that. He's like he's going to show all of us that when that turns out to be the case. But for now, uh, he's just, you know, played into this corner of uh, nobody giving him anything. I mean, I think his biggest concern here is that he just continues to be put on the block as a pawn. Um, if they just if they keep his hands tied, uh, then he'll never be able to, like, do anything in the game. Um, and he is, I think, an easy person to do that too um because of his behavior in week one like he's doing everything he can to stay safe this week so he's not the first boot and like good because it's working but it's damaging his long-term game for sure the way that people look at him in the game right now is as an easy pawn even the people he is working with even his allies like day and bay they kind of look at him i think like cody looks at david uh like 
throw him on the block maybe uh, and he won't be mad at us um uh, although they don't want to win the hoh at all because they don't want to do that um but uh but he's not like a valued member of any alliance right now except for maybe with nicole anthony um and that needs to change as long as he can stay off the block for a couple of weeks he can regain his footing he can get get back into the mix of things but uh you know we'll we'll see how that goes speaking of day and bay they did have a brief conversation where they talked about like uh like we're doing well um we don't get to talk very often but like we cannot win hoh we do not want to win HOH because we are connected to many people. It would give away their, their spots essentially. Um, I actually don't love that from day and bay. I would actually like them to win an HOH. Um, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's like a clear cut decision here. I think uh, you can go either way with this. Um, I do think they have a decent amount of loyalty from Cody and Enzo. Um, and I think that's solid for them. I think they have a lot of other connections. I think they're probably pretty safe. Um, but I think they trust Cody and Enzo too much. Um, they trust Franzel and Danny too much and if they never get power then they'll never be able to break free of uh of that situation and really sort of like pull it uh to their advantage where right now it's sort of in the cody enzo advantage if that makes sense um so i would love for them to to get power uh because it's almost like um, just a brief aside, I've been doing a Big Brother Canada five rewatch with Kevin Martin uh, on his Twitch stream. And um, and it's so it's my head in that space uh, right now. But like um, in that season, there was a group of vets that were working together and uh, and Ico was was in that group of people. And she was aligned with some of the members of that group that were on the outs. And she had some other like allies um, in the house. And um, those allies were just getting kicked out one by one. And she was losing leverage week after week. And she had to pull a crazy move to, uh, to get that leverage back. Um, And I'm worried that something similar will happen to the players like Tyler, like Bay and day um, who are willing to kind of just let this group that Cody and Enzo are like really at the center of um, take out, take people out. So like if Bailey and, and Dave Vaughn just let Nicole Anthony go, they let, you know, uh, Kevin go, uh, they let other people, uh, who they are attached to, even like Janelle, they let Janelle go. Like they're going to start to lose their leverage and, uh, and fill the ha- stack the house in favor of Cody and Enzo and, um, their, their power is going to diminish. So I would like to see them win an HOH and really sort of like take out some of their enemies more so than let their allies take out, uh, you know, their enemies. But who at this point would you consider their enemies? Not necessarily an enemy, but just like people that are not going to be working for them. Um, even if that does mean like, uh, like, um, you know, even an Ian who is right now, uh, you know, on Franzel's side, um, or like, uh, Christmas, um, you know, 
Christmas has a decent relationship with Bailey, a good relationship with Bailey. Um, but uh, I don't, I don't trust See, the, it. That's that's just the thing that like uh, I, I feel like since there's no concrete answer of who they should be going for right now, I get that there's people that maybe well, are on the bubble of. Like, I think Memphis is another option. I think. Um, uh, like I, I really yeah, no, there's there's options. I just feel like by doing that, by taking a shot at an Ian, they might lose that trust with Nicole. That's kind of benefiting them right now with Nicole Franzel. By taking that shot at Memphis, they lose a lot of trust that they have with Cody right now. Who's going to be asking them not to do that? So it just, I do feel like they have it right for now, where they should not be winning this HOH or probably the next one. Maybe the one after that they can start trying to go for. But right now it does feel like there's a lot of people shooting at each other in the house while they are perfectly far back from everything happening. And they can like, I I fully agree that they do need to win powers. Eventually they do need to eventually kind of get the game going in their direction. I just don't know that it needs to be this or the next week. I think they have it right that this is not the exact right time. So I, and I, I can agree with that too. Like I understand the perspective and in it, that might be the right call. Um, I think that like they can probably ride this spot for a while. Um, I just, I just worry that if you don't take the game by the reins, uh, that, uh, like it'll start to slip away from you. Um, and I think that, uh, they, they can't let the power solidify elsewhere. Like if Franzel or Danny win an HOH, um, and like, uh, you know, Enzo and Cody and Tyler, they all gravitate in that direction even more. Um, then, uh, and, and, you know, you know, Nicole, Anthony and Kevin start pulling them over here. Uh, like I'm just, I don't know. Um, but, We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I think they're in such a good position that they can go either way and it'll still like I'm I'm just like they're they're in a spot where there are two good options. And I'm just talking about like, I think one might be better than the other. um, And they kind of disagree with me and they're going in the other direction. And I think that's also going to work out very well for them. Um, So uh, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. But that is the direction they're going. They do not plan on winning this HOH. uh, And that is an interesting position for them to be in. Um, I just worry about it. All right. Uh, So uh, they do. Uh, again, re-solidify the four, you know, the brigade 2.0, 3.0, whatever it was. Um, Bailey, Devon, Cody, and Enzo. Um, they are the uh, Connect Four. Yes. Uh, for now. Very popular game back in our uh, our childhood. I, I don't know if many still people popular, are still right? playing Connect Four. I don't know. I, I've seen, you know, the Connect Four that they uh, they made it like a video game, not a video game, a uh, arcade game that you can probably find at any local arcade uh, when they open back up in the year 2023. But um, as of now, I don't know that I've seen it uh, played in anyone's house, but uh, now we're seeing it played in the Big Brother house. Uh, at first, I, th- I was reading, you know, updates. I wasn't watching at that time. And I was like, oh, they got Connect 4. That's cool. Like, uh, that's going to be a little annoying with the microphones. But then, no, it was uh, an alliance named Connect 4. And uh, you know, uh, is this the first named alliance of the season? No. Uh, um, Memphis and Cody? Or- Memphis or is not Memphis. <laughs> uh, Enzo and Cody are... <laughs> Um, I like the roots or something. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then, um, you know, I guess, I guess technically Memphis's thing hasn't been officially named. Uh, and then of course, you know, uh, uh, Bay and Day were, 
Um, I don't, they haven't really, uh, you know, black girl yeah, magic, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, okay, uh, so like this, is like the first big group, I guess, like more than like three people that have, uh, kind of put their hands in metaphorically and said, yeah, this is kind us. of, you know, level six officially. Yeah. Uh, the core four is still kind of like, should we be named the core four? Um, million club. Yeah. It was another one, but yeah, that was a duo. Um, so, uh, we'll, we'll see, we'll see where it goes. um, <laughs> Christmas is going to have a conversation with Tyler. This is the thing that was happening during the roundtable last night. Uh, Tyler finally kind of mentions to Christmas that he has been sketched out by Cody and Danny. And uh, he just feels like they've got something already um, and that they are kind of on the outs of that. And he doesn't trust this Memphis thing either. He feels like it's uh, it's not real. It's not like it's not going to last. Um and so here's the thing about this from Tyler. He's right. It's a good read. But he could have been in it. He like it didn't. It's he was there at the like he was there. He could have been in the core, but he didn't give them anything. He didn't give them anything. And now he sees that they're not giving him anything. And he's like, ah, they don't trust me. I knew it. Um, but like he was the problem he's he caused it um but uh he talks to christmas about how he wants to get closer to cody he wants to uh work on this a little bit more um they talk about bailey um tyler gives christmas advice on bailey saying uh like once you're in with bailey uh she'll be more direct with you um like she's super friendly uh when she doesn't feel comfortable with you uh and once once you get like in with her she'll like drop the friendliness a little bit and be like be direct like that's how you know that you're in with her um and i was like well, that's a solid read because when i think back to it like that's super correct um and and i think it kind of went a little bit over christmas's head but uh but like uh very very uh solid read from tyler there yeah, just to talk about what you were saying with uh, Tyler and that alliance, I think, I mean, Tyler comes from a world where he just had uh, his own season where level six formed and it felt so so quick and natural to him. It seemed like those six people just gelled really well right off the bat. Uh, and here he is. I mean, yeah, I, I totally agree that he could like he could have put in the extra work to make that stick with those people. But I think it's probably become a little obvious to him that there are people like Cody and Enzo that are more close than maybe Memphis as well, more close to them. Danny seems another person that is like a little bit closer to them. So sure, he could insert himself in there. But if it's not feeling as natural or as uh, normal as it should be, as he's used to with an alliance that he already had that worked, I think that's what's what's bringing him so close to Christmas. Like that, that's a natural connection, him and Christmas. They had that bond over uh, the fact that Josh and Casey weren't there. So the two of them have been like, in lockstep since the start of like we have to look out for each other you know our number ones didn't make it so now we're number ones so that feels natural to him and i think that's why he's using christmas as a sounding board to be like i don't know about this other group and when he goes to cody as well and he's talking to cody about how this doesn't feel right he's like trying to get the right pieces together he wants it to work tyler like we know the how, how tyler would ideally play having you know another alliance of x amount of people like in his corner watching his back kind of thing and you know he can keep a uh, lookout for them in the same way because it proves his loyalty uh but he's really kind of just had to play this other game where we see a lot of the updates where he's just you know uh making this really quick connection with this person in the pantry for for a minute and then over here and over there and just kind of feeling people out because it just seems like this new level six that he might have seen in his head coming together is just not what he expected it to be and not what he thinks has uh, longevity. Yeah. 
Um, and so he talks to Christmas about this. He, um, they agree that like an alliance that's actually going to work together will like just will they'll spill everything. Uh, not not like the secret Tyler and Christmas bond kind of spill everything, but uh, but just about other people. They'll open up more. Um, and like Ty- I was like, Tyler, you know this. Why haven't you done it with them? Like people are always uh, I think people get lost in like reading other people. Like, is this person lying to me? Here are the signs. And they're so focused on the whether they can trust the other person that they don't fo- they don't focus enough on. Am I giving off vibes that they can trust me? Um, and it becomes this sort of like cyclical thing where I'm focused on. Can I trust them? They're focused on. Can they trust me? And neither of us are giving off trusting vibes. And so we're starting to read. Ah, this person isn't trustworthy. Um, and that makes us even more closed off. And then they're reading that we are not trustworthy. And it's, it's bad news. Um, so they have that conversation and then immediately following it, uh, Tyler also did check in with Bailey um, and they had a conversation again about like they're working together, you know, under the radar, uh, looking out for each other, that sort of thing. Um, Tyler then is going to have a conversation with Cody in the HOH room and they finally like open up a bit. Tyler finally opens up a bit um, and Cody lets him know like, man, you're the one I want to work with. Like, you're the one I can like really talk to. Um, you know, Enzo's great, but he's, he's a little much. Um, and this was always, again, this is what we talk about with Enzo. This is the problem with Enzo is that like big personality, very fun, great stories, but it's hard to connect to him on a human level. And Cody, I think is being genuine in this. Again, Tyler was the first person he went to uh, when the feeds were on, when he was HOH. I think he really does want to work with Tyler uh, the most. He's just worried about him. Um, And so he's like, like you, I can like, I get like you get it. Like I can talk to you about anything. You're, you're good. You're smart. You're chill. Like, uh, like this is, this is who I want to work with. Um, and uh, and Tyler's like so same man's like same absolutely um and so they start to talk about um you know Christmas and Danny don't seem to get along very well this Memphis group is probably not going to work um and Ty- Tyler's like uh, we need some like team building exercises or something uh to build some trust here um but it needs to be natural too so it's Trustful. like it's hard. Um, so they, uh, this is a very good conversation for Tyler. Um, not a great conversation for Cody, I think. Um, I agree. because I do think that Cody needs Tyler to not be against him, but I don't think that Cody should trust Tyler a hundred percent. Um, and so if Cody was, just playing Tyler to get him on board and doesn't really trust him and really would prefer to work with like Enzo. Great for Cody. If Cody was being genuine and really does really want to work with Tyler closely, then I'm a little concerned with him because it's kind of like, uh, like that's going all in. That's, that's risking it all that Tyler is not going to stab you. Um, and I think it's possible that Tyler, you know, runs the game with Cody. I think they can do really well together like that. But if Tyler is not all in with Cody, like he wasn't all in with JC, mm, that's going to be dangerous for Cody. 
Yeah, I haven't really, you know, this hasn't been a big coding update to this point, but I, I do have a lot of Cody takes. I uh, just, I, I've always been in the same boat as you, uh, defending Cody's Big Brother 16 game, really high on how he played then and really, you know, considered him a big threat coming into this game. I think a lot of people did. I'm pretty sure he went high on a lot of drafts uh, out there that people were really feeling good about him. But as it started to play out, like last night, I, I agreed more with the, uh, I guess Brent and Melissa side of things. I didn't, I didn't, I think you originally gave him a nine. I wasn't, I wasn't feeling that myself. I was I'm back at a nine, by the way. I, I overreacted <laughs> to these. When I read these conversations, <laughs> I overreacted. Uh, cause like, cause that's the thing. That's the thing about reading updates and not watching yourself is that people who give the updates, they have certain opinions about things. Um, and like, it's the same with listening to this podcast, by the way, like I, like anytime you're hearing something repeated through something else, even if you're watching it directly, you're going to have your own sort of filter on how you see things. Um, and so, uh, I feel like a lot of people want Tyler to be against Cody. And so, uh, I feel like, uh, what I was reading was kind of like, Oh, Tyler's against Cody. This is exciting. He's going to work with Janelle and Kaser. And I'm like, oh, I didn't, quite get that nearly as much when i watched yeah. it myself yeah well i like i said i was at a seven i still feel like i am at a seven as of right now it just it felt to me like uh like as i've been watching cody this season i think i've like the best way i guess to describe it is i feel like he's trying to play the cody and the Derek at the same time because he doesn't have the Derek anymore so he's got to be the one that is you know like the 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 puppet master the one that's doing all the work and and pulling people in but it's not that's not him that's not his game that's not what he excels in you know making these connections he's good at he's good at having a social game kind of thing but when it's coming, I don't know, it's just maybe it's some of these people that he's trying to force it with the Tyler and Cody thing. Like I, at first on the first day when they came together, I was like, OK, I can see it. But then as time has gone on, I think at least Tyler has been uh, kind of realizing that maybe this is not the natural ally that I think works best with me. These two don't uh, vibe as well as Cody did with Derek or as Tyler did with Casey. They want it to work because they think that they're two people that kind of, you know, uh, like it can, it just can work well together. It's just their personalities. They don't think click enough for me to actually believe in them going forward. And I kind of feel like that's where Tyler is as well. A lot of what Cody's been doing, I've been a little up, underwhelmed with uh, as I'm not saying he's doing anything bad. Like I said, a set, you know, seven or even an eight, like I think he's still up there doing well. And I agree with your reasons for the nine um, in some ways. It's just that I feel like he has been not as authentic with a lot of these conversations and people aren't giving him their full trust. There are some people that are their Memphises, uh, you know, whether it's Danny or Nicole that are feeling okay with him, feeling good with him. I just feel like I'm not as impressed with him as I thought I would be to this point. But, course he's hoh so we'll have to see next week how they you know how things start to play out when he has a lot less pressure on him and he can kind of just relax and use that social game to you know really work on those bonds that he has with people without it being like i'm in a position of power and you're coming to me Mm -hmm. all right so we then are gonna get um enzo and bailey have a conversation enzo's talking about like uh franzel and ian they're not winning they're not winning again these winners um enzo is is uh is anti-winner he is uh he's he's nicole he's franzel's worst fear um we also got uh cody franzel and danny talking again about the core four as i mentioned a little bit earlier um the uh the backyard is open still they're like hanging out uh the have-nots get to eat um so it was very joyous they got some alcohol um and like all of the usual suspects uh, we're kind of like hanging out near the hammock minus Memphis. 
uh so the originator of the alliance and they were like hey this is a good crew like uh this is actually like we like this like this is fun they were like hanging out they were getting along they were joking um and uh so that that was interesting um we also heard uh Devon talk to the cameras about her priorities in the game um that uh she likes Nicole Anthony and she likes, you know, Kevin and them. But she kind of wishes that she didn't like uh, commit so much to them already uh, because her real priorities in the game right now are Bailey first, then Enzo, Danny, Cody and Franzel. Um, but she's still worried about Franzel. Yeah, she's still worried about Franzel because of their history. But but that's the group that she feels the most comfortable with. And um, this is this is why this is why for me, I'm worried about them not wanting to win HOH and feel I feel like they're too comfortable here um, in this group. And, and I don't know if Bailey is in the same spot. I think Bailey might be a little less attached to that group, but I don't know. Uh, but if but this if this is Devon's position, I am worried that Devon will get too comfortable in this group and uh i don't know we'll see i i also don't want her to like do what happened what she did last time which is like oh i don't want to be in this group because i'm at the bottom of it and i'm gonna blow it up um because that obviously won't work either um so i think she's still in a better spot than she has been in the past i like her position overall um i just don't want her to trust them i I want her to appear to trust them but i don't want her to like actually fully trust them that makes sense Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it does. And and uh, the more you talk about it, the more I, I can come around to seeing what you, you know, your point about how she needs to win power. Because, I mean, it's, it's you know, if, if we end up in a situation next week where Janelle is gone after week two and now all of a sudden, like, Kaser's not as much of a threat anymore. And then maybe eventually people are starting to look at uh, Devon and Bailey as people that are in a good position. And, you know, they're not exactly with us. So I don't know. It's uh, it's tough. And obviously we need Devon's reads to get a little bit better. We need her to be a little bit more solidified in who she knows she can trust and who she can and can't. Um, I mean, that, that is, you know, she's not the only one. She's been, I think, the one most consistently talked about with some uh, rough reads, especially since she tells us everything that's on her mind, which is a good and a bad thing. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I think she maybe over time will start to realize that, you know, like the Nicole relationship specifically, not the best to hold on to forever. But right now it does seem like that's real. Again, once we get past this first week, I think a lot of people will start to kind of see exactly where other people lie with, especially, you know, get, going into the next HOH. So we'll see. All right. Uh, Christmas in Memphis also had a couple of conversations throughout the day. They talked about alliance names. Uh, Christmas wants the incinerators. Um, Memphis mentioned the usual suspects. Uh, she brought that up to Cody. She brought it up to uh, to Tyler. Um, they also talked about Janelle uh, and how they don't uh, really trust her um, and stuff like that. Uh, but that's that was pretty much it for the day. Uh, Matt, did you have anything else that you wanted to bring up? Uh, they had some COVID testing that yes. they uh, did at nighttime. So if anyone was curious about that, they uh, go one by one into the diary room. They get that test that uh, looks not fun to take. Uh, and they were all, you know, freaking out a little bit about that. Came back out, you know, some crying, some not, because that thing goes so far up in your head. Um, so there's that. Uh, Stacked is asked a couple times now, and I, uh, I'll get it in. Uh, they were talking about how Janelle called out Cody. Was that yesterday uh, for when uh, they... Cody met Evil Dick and Amanda refused to shake her hand. This was all, I guess, yesterday. 
keep saying serious foot in the mouth. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> well, I, I know that uh, I saw that conversation. So uh, I just didn't know if it was yesterday or whatever. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it was a little awkward. Cody is, uh, again, a little another little example of Cody just kind of running around and uh, not exactly having the right wording for everybody. I mean, he's, he's playing with Janelle's now. He's not playing with Victoria's. So he's got to be a little bit more careful about how uh, he reacts to conversations that just come really quick at him. So there's that. But uh, no, otherwise, not much. I, uh, I have my uh, sights set on Kevin. That's my, that's my end of podcast call here. I think Kevin is somebody really to look forward to, uh, to, to look at going forward. I think he's a very high candidate or very likely candidate to win this HOH. Uh, you know, you, regardless of what the competition is, uh, anybody that's in this position of coming off the block, like feels like they were just fighting for their life for the past week. They want the power the most. Um, so I could easily see going to Kevin and yeah, uh, just fun stuff. We'll see how the day goes. All right. So that's what we have for you. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Armstrong Taren or on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Taren Armstrong. Matt, where can people find you? Find me on Twitter at Matt Liguri. Uh, if anybody is uh, not followed along, Amon and I uh, started a Glee podcast over the past couple of months and we are deep into it. So if you are a Glee fan, if you know a Glee fan, if you want to become one, uh, come check us out. You can find uh, the link to our Twitter and all that stuff on uh, on my Twitter. It's called The Choir Room. So check that out and uh, looking forward to uh, a fun season. So that's all I got. All right. Uh, of course, you can go to realitystockwatch.com uh, if you are interested in playing in the Stockwatch this season. Uh, it should be up and running now if you tried last night and it wasn't working. Um, it should be good to go. Um, later tonight, there will be a recap of tonight's episode. And then tomorrow morning, I will be back to update you on everything that happens today on the Big Brother 22 live feeds. Thank you once more for joining us. See you next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.